You're listening to Making a Living Show. I'm Roby Levy. Who are you and what do you make for a living? Uh, my name is Jake Lawson, uh, also known as My Gun is Huge on Twitch. Um, and I uh, provide um, entertainment to uh, a mass of people that come watch me and uh, keep them elated throughout their days. So tell me a little bit more about what this means, because you're on Twitch. I, you know, as we were just chatting earlier, I, I have kind of no idea what Twitch is because I'm not a gamer. So like, what is it you're doing when you're on Twitch and when folks actually kind of log in? I think that people got the misconception that Twitch is just geared towards gaming. Um, I, I, I think essentially that's what it was in the beginning was it was geared towards competitive gaming and people watching competitive gaming. Um, but it's evolved over time. And I believe that what it's turned into is it's turned into a platform, a streaming platform that gives um, people that um, may have disabilities, uh, PTSD, uh, used to be um, in the military, they're having a hard time finding jobs because that's all they have behind them. Um, it, it gives them something, to, uh, it, it definitely gives them something to do um, while they're not doing it. Um, in, in my uh, in my case, um, I started doing this because my wife got really sick and I had a son that had ADHD, ODD, and PTSD uh, from a previous relationship. and. Um, when you have a son that's got special needs like that, um, and in this day and age with the way the schools run, um, they wouldn't, you know, it's not like the old days where, like, if I got suspended, um, my school would turn around and, and tell me to go home and my dad's waiting for me. I would walk home and get the butterflies in the stomach um, or get a drive from the principal. They don't do that anymore. So it required somebody. Uh, to pick up my son, and unfortunately, because my my wife was going through some medical problems, uh, she lost her license, like it was taken away from her uh, through seizures and stuff like that. And uh, I had to make that decision of, you know, well, I got to be an at home dad now, because um, every job that I ever got, um, it only lasted for maybe two weeks, and then like say three days in a row, I had to go and pick up my son from school because he got suspended. That employers you know, I'm going to do the right thing and be like, look, you know, um, you're really unavailable. So I got to let you go. Like, and that was what was going on. So it got to a point where my wife was getting super sick and she wanted me to stay at home. And I thought it was a great idea. Um, this, uh, the, the whole, my gun is huge came in kind of afterwards. Um, I was playing on my Xbox and, uh, noticed that they had this thing called beam on it where you could broadcast. So I started doing that. It changed quickly within a week to a thing called Mixer, which was another, uh, they just had, Microsoft had just purchased this uh, 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 software program, basically. And I started streaming on there. Um, I originally wasn't, my gun is huge. I was streaming under a different name and um, got really, um, I started, I wasn't getting any views. Like nobody was coming into my channel or anything. In fact, uh, the most that I got to talk to was a bot that I had in my stream because <laughs> as a Twitch streamer, you need a bot, right? Something that will like notify you of like newcomers and new followers. Um, it will also kind of give you alerts, you know, and tell the chat what's going on in the channel. And I used to argue with that thing constantly. And like a lot. That's loud. what I would do with Siri. I would just see what yeah. horrible things I could get Siri to say. 
And my wife would be sitting beside me while I was broadcasting. I was arguing with Scotty Bot. It was called Scotty Bot. And I used to treat it like an employee. Like it was like taking breaks all the time because it would go down all the time. And she'd be like, who, who are you talking to? And I'd be like, I'm talking to my bot. She's like, well, nobody's in your channel. I'm like, yeah, but if they come by my channel and see me talking, they're going to stay and be like, who are you talking to? And that's eventually what started happening was people would scan through your channel and then see you and they would see you bitching at the Scotty guy. And they'd be like, who are you bitching at? Nobody's in your channel. Well, you are now. And and I would explain, well, you know, Scotty bot here is my bot and it works and then it doesn't work. And and then the repertoire or the 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 conversation got started. So I just started doing that. And then um it started get, I started getting more people involved uh under a different name. It was actually observant client. And then that was when I was like, honey, I need to rebrand, you know, like I need to do something that will attract people. Um, and so uh, that's what I did was I created my gun is huge. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what is the story behind my gun is huge? All right. Um, in 2003, and this is how I promote that. I'm the pioneer of uh, uh, streaming is because in 2003, uh, uh, Jake Lawson was homeless in Toronto trying to make a living. You know, I was a welder. Um, I worked for a welding company out there, but it was so expensive coming from Manitoba where you got rent control, you got a lower cost of living. Um, Toronto was just a big city for a small mouse. I was, a, I was a small mouse. Um, I was a funny mouse. Like I, I hated it in Toronto. No offense to anybody that's a Torontonian, but as a Manitoban coming to a big city like that, I literally watched people like herds of cattle walking across the street. It was crazy. <clears throat> so I was having a hard time getting a place because uh, again, no rent control. So like I go and look for a bachelor apartment. And as long as the family of five had the money for that bachelor apartment, they would get it, which was beyond me. It was beyond me. I was like, what, you know, like that wouldn't happen in Manitoba. Um, so, I never had, you know, like I was living in home shelters. I, I was literally like a non-known stand-up comedian living in home shelters and stuff. Is that what brought you to Toronto? Like to do stand-up? Um, no, what brought me to Toronto was just uh, a change. Like I, I lived in Manitoba. I had gone through a divorce um, and, and I really just needed to get away from, um, I've always been a, a person that uh, when I'm dealing with issues, I forsake for, I forsake all, you know, like, so anytime that like there's toxicity, I will drop the toxicity and then work on myself, you know? And so I used to, you know, like there's just a lot of toxicity in Manitoba at the time. And I just had to step away and kind of figure out what I needed to do. And so I went to Toronto, you know, because it was something new and it was close by, um, 30 hours of a bus ride, made it to Toronto, realized, you know, I think I had $400 on me. Yeah, that, won't, time, go you know? that won't go far in Toronto. No, not at all. Um, so, you know, like I spent a good six months at the, the local Army, Army Salvation Army, waking up at 5.30 in the morning. I even got sick there at one point, you know, fending off TB and bed bugs and everything else. And I, uh, my welding job had moved to a different part of Toronto that I couldn't uh, travel to. So now I'm in this position where I got to find a new job and I was looking 
looking. One day, this ad came up in the new in the local newspaper. And it was uh, it it was for the the porn industry. And I, you know, like I, I've lived my life. Uh, my parents were a bit of hippies. Um, like uh, you know, the dirty dancing. You know the you know the little resort that they go to. My parents kind of went to the, that kind of resort, you know, where they had like uh, little establishments and stuff here in Manitoba, but it was a nudist colony. So I was very comfortable. I've always been very comfortable with my body and my mind and everything else. So I, I went to this job and um, they, uh, it was for actual porn at the first time. And they turned around and said no. Um, but then they referred me to this, uh, to this other place. And it was called Flirt for Free. Um, it, it's a well-known um, website. Um, and so I went to that place, and uh, the guy looked at me and said, um, please go stand. You know, like, it was a very, very simple process. It was, go stand over there, get undressed. Um, we're going to take a photo of you. Can you do this? You know, uh, as in, like, I guess, semi-perform to see what you, you are working with. Did that. Um, then the guy looked at me and I had sh- long hair down. I, I kind of looked like Keanu Reeves and John Wick. So I had long hair. And <laughs> I never the guy looked like looked Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy looked at me and said, you look like Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. So we're going to call you Dalton. <laughs> and so for a year and a half, I was Dalton, a, a personality. And I treated it as... Because I've always been a wrestler fan, right? So I've always been a WWE, all of them. And so I treated it as kind of like Vince McMahon giving me a persona to go by. And then I, um, because I'm bisexual, so it wasn't a big deal to me. So I kind of put on the persona of Prince, you know, that masculine but feminine kind of guy. And I just started working there. And... um, you know, I did everything alone. I never partaked in like any duos or anything with any other models that were there. Uh, I think that the only thing I partaked in afterwards was they had a, a pro, it was like the first ever big brother program called uh, the Condo Boys, where you got to live with a bunch of other males. Yeah, I remember um, Condo Boys actually. Yeah. Cause I used to work on a TV show called Locker Room that was on Pride Vision, which is the gay network. Um, oh, back, yeah. in, back in around the, those times. And, and actually the condo boys, a bunch of them used to be in some of our sketches. Oh, awesome. Well, I used to be a condo boy for uh flip for free and, you know, having a camera on you 24 hours a day, you know, I didn't really have an issue with it, you know, and I was different than everybody else. You had, you had, the, I don't know if I'm allowed to say these terms anymore. Uh, you had the bears, um, you know, you had the metrosexuals, and here's this head banging, uh, like I, I would do everything to like any, any part of that I would do with heavy metal or rock and they were doing dance music and, you know, an ED, EDM and all that stuff. And here you, it, when I was doing a two hour show, you were hearing iron butterfly, uh, in, in the God of the Vita, you know, and <laughs> definitely so, different than what you'd expect. Yeah, and so I started getting popular. Um, I eventually left that job, you know, and finally made enough money to move back to Manitoba. Um, went back and did regular jobs, you know, a welding job. I ended up being a for uh, the hydro building in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, the solar chimney was actually my project. I was the uh, foreman on that project. 
so like all the tubing that's on the inside of that solar chimney um, was not my design, but I was uh, this foreman of it. You know, like I made sure the wells were good and everything else. Um, that that job got really stressful. Uh, 17 hour, 20 hour days. Had to, you know, eventually kind of burnt myself out on that job. Um, had other jobs, met my beautiful wife, been married for 12 years. Um, ended up, uh, her, she ended up getting sick with other complications. Just figured I go back to school, took some software development program, uh, database program, and never really used it, unfortunately. Um, because of all the complications that we were having with her son in school and stuff like that. And, um, then lo and behold, Bean came around and I was like, Hey honey, you know, like you used to know what I, like my, I was very open with my wife. So I told my wife exactly what I did, uh, back in the day. And, um, she turned around and said, well, you know, like I turned around and said, well, you know, they're, they're doing this thing on Mixer or Twitch. Um, I can do this, you know, like I've done it before, you know, just instead of having something else in my hand, I got a controller, I got my keyboard <laughs> in my hand, you know? Right. So that's the way I looked at it. So I was like, but I can do it, you know? And so I started doing it and I mean, it's, it has been very difficult. It's been a grind and a half, you know? Well, um, tell me about the grind. Like, what is it? How often are you on Twitch broadcasting? Every day. Every day. How many every, hours? Every, um, it all depends. Uh, some days I'm on for 12 hours. Some days I've gone all the way up to 31 hours. Um, really? Like just full stretch of just you broadcasting, full, playing, and yapping. And just having great conversations with people and keeping their minds off of what they're doing and what stresses that they have. Because, of course, people come in and they get to know you. Um, it was just, um, I had JJ and uh, Mr. Uh, um, Mr. Gorilla Griffin asked me what was the worst part of that first job. And um, um, I can only tell them that the only thing about that job that I used to do uh, and the worst about it was knowing that there was individuals that were coming on that website that were um, almost um, creating their own imaginary relationship with this model that they were seeing. Um, and I'm not, uh, I'm not giving it back to them, you know, but I knew that they're in their mind, they're, you know, logging on every day to see their boyfriend Dalton, you know? Yeah. Cause and back was then the it only- wasn't two way conversation, wasn't it? It was, it was literally, it was, it was like big brother. It was peering in whatever was happening there was being broadcast, but you guys weren't be a- able to interact. That was, that was not, no, not happening. You could. Way. All right. So the condo boys, you couldn't interact. Right. People were watching you. They could call you like with a toll free number and you could s- sit on the couch and talk and have a conversation with them. Um, that was the condo boys. So uh, the other side, the flirt for free side, where you're sitting in a room on a futon uh, with a camera and a keyboard. Yeah, you could have conversation because you could type. Right. So there was there was a monitor in another room. He was monitoring everything so that if, like any clients. Uh, got jealous or, or, you know, would uh, uh, be trolls, you know, and like mock you, mock you. Like, and, uh, trolls never bother me. Uh, trolls to me are people that just don't understand, you know, and they don't understand what you're doing. Because at that point in time when, in my life, I, I was making a living, you know, that it was a quick job to get 
um, because somebody else um, had to let me go. Um, and it, and I, I mean, you're making a buck seventy five a minute. So if you put that in your head and you're performing, uh, you you got to think. Well, every time I keep this person on private, right? I'm making money. I'm making money. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm getting back to Manitoba a lot quicker. But that's not how Twitch works. Like Twitch doesn't work as a as a the amount of time. It 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 really is sort of it's part performance, it's part friendship. Like I mean, you are, you get to know each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So Twitch is way different than the aspect of it's more of community. Um, back in the day with gaming, they used to create um, a compute a commute community gamer sites. Right. So the like if you're playing Battlefield Four and you couldn't find anybody to work with, right? You could go on the web and you can look for Battlefield Four or community gaming sites. Well, this is just a larger version of that, but a more interactive version. Um, I know and a lot of people don't realize on Twitch that what they're actually working on is a multimedia marketing. Right. So it's the organization of Prime and Twitter or Amazon and Twitch. Uh, opening up channels for everybody else and then every uh, it, it's kind of a pyramid but it, it's a profitable pyramid for everybody and so it that's the one side of it the other side of it is that you are literally meeting people from every parts of the world and they're seeing this positive energy and i believe truly that while i'm doing it no matter if they're like if you've ever been to a twitch channel everybody's talking about their subs and getting goals you know and doing donos and giveaways and stuff like that when you come to my channel i don't really mention any of that stuff because i i really believe in the factor of you know when you come on here what we're about and what we're trying to do so i want to give you the opposite experience so that when you leave, it's kind of like that, you know, like uh, you, you've been in a restaurant in a way and we've treated you like family because it's a brick and mortar building and we want you to come back. And so we're not going to, we're going to treat you the best way. And then when you leave, we're just going to hope that you leave a tip. We're not going to be angry that you didn't leave a tip. And so that's the way I approach it. Um, and I mean, it is to help me with my family. It is to, uh, you know, to grow and, and to get partnered with Twitch. I'm not partnered with Twitch yet. No, you're I wish not. I, I was. You were. Oh, I'm still on the grind. No, I'm still on the grind with uh, Twitch. So what's the difference between being partnered and not being partnered? Uh, so if anybody ever subscribes to my channel, I'm making half that sub. Um, of course, Twitch gets their half and I get my half. Um, I get a every bitty... Uh, or every bit that they give, which is another kind of currency that they have, um, like a little a tipping mechanism, a mechanism that they have on there. Um, I make a cent off of every bit that they have. So if they give me 200 bitties, I'm making $2. Um, every sub um, is, I think it's $6.99. I make three, uh, $3 off that sub. Um, once I get partnered, um, they still take half the sub, or I think they they only take twenty percent of the sub, um, and you still get all your biddies and stuff like that. So the biddies are the tips, right? Is that the gist? 
biddies are tips and then the subs are, are like seven bucks ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, subs will give you, okay. So my channel, if you're a sub, um, you get, um, commands that allow you to interact in the game. So like if I die, for instance, in a game, I've got a sound that plays like, uh, the prices rights, uh, failure sound, <laughs> yeah. you know? So if I die, my subs can like help me by making clips for like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, help me by being interactive and making it fun where like they hear that dun, 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 boom, you know, and, and while I die and stuff like that, they can make clips, you know, and, and it's kind of, uh, it's kind of your community that you're, you're grooming and making it, it on the way is because you're caring for them. They're caring for you and they're simply helping you with, like, I always ask them just to help me with the free things, you know? Hey, you can retweet me, post me. Um, if you follow, it, it, a term I use is follow, host, and post, right? So the more that you post about me uh, and try to get me noticed, the, the better, right? Because then I'm going to be my my CT, uh, CCTV, my viewership, will grow. And as it grows, um, Twitch's... Um, guideline is 75 you need to have 75 concurrent viewers in your channel talking and chatting and having a great time and and i mean it's it's a high miles milestone but in this day and age i think that the people that are on that platform got to realize that hey man you're doing it on their platform so you have to abide by what they're looking for and do they change a lot of stuff like, is it, does it change regularly, what, what the requirements are and how the things are organized? Oh, absolutely. It's adapting all the time, especially with the new things that are going on. You know, like, uh, for instance, we had a few major streamers like Tim the Tap Man and uh, uh, Dr. Disrespect. Uh, these, are, these, these are streamers that have been doing it for a long time. Uh, they've been doing it since Justin TV. Um, and... Uh, I think Dr. Disrespect used to actually work on one of the games that he used to do. I think Modern Warfare or worked on maps or something. Um, now, these guys, they moved over to YouTube, right? So they moved over to the competitive um, and Facebook gaming got involved. Um, now, with that, all that does is if you stick to one program, all that does is it makes that program a little bit better because they want to compete, right? And they were the beginning of it, so they want to compete. Um, so they change things up and they adapt all the time. Uh, for instance, Twitch, um, has been, uh, working on a incentive program. So they realize that a lot more people are wanting to and willing to, because of, uh, Corona and COVID-19, uh, people are realizing that, Hey, I can stay at home and be productive, you know, and, and, and do something. And so a lot of people are staying at home and wanting to work at home. And Twitch, I imagine, realized that. And because of YouTube getting involved and kind of stealing their product, being Tim the Tapman and a few other streamers, they turned around and said, hey, you know what? We're going to try doing this incentive program so that if you run Amazon ads for an hour, a certain amount of Amazon ads for an hour, and you stream for a certain amount of hours, we will give you $500 on top of whatever else you're making. And so they're they're trying to adjust it so that people uh, more people are more involved. Let me ask you about 
the, the, the money-making side of it. Like you were saying earlier that sometimes you're on for 12 hours at a stretch. Sometimes you're on 30 hours at a stretch. If the goal is to have 75 folks on with you talking and engaged, what's the point of being on so long? In other words, like if it's, if it's supposed to be like, wouldn't you be better off doing one hour telling everybody to get there for 75, you know, for your 75 people or more, whatever else, everybody have a good chat. Like what's the, what's the purpose in going long? It seems like it would be harder to keep that many people on for that amount of time. Because you're working with the world. You're not just working with like, uh, I'm not just working with Canadians. I'm not just working with Americans. I'm working with the UK, Europe, Europe, Actually, most of my raids that ever happen are from the UK or Australia. Yeah, but you got to sleep at some point. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I do. I do. I, 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 I do. And, and I've cut it down. It's just that there's certain times in life where, you know, like, um, again, I'm doing this for a living. Um, this is kind of balancing out all the others, uh, you know, like with what me and my wife are making. This is kind of keeping us afloat. So I got to think about the i'm constantly thinking about plans and con- like for instance uh the recent one that i've been working on is i can't really do anything physically or mentally or uh financially for my wife's um my my wife is uh, uh was diagnosed with uh, Paget's disease of the breast uh she's got cancer throughout her body because of that uh, I mean, I'm not putting any medical doctors or Manitoba's health system down at all because they've done a wonderful job making sure that, you know, she's been doing her chemo and her pills and everything else like that. But cancer is spreading um, and it isn't uh, containing as well as it should. Um, and when you're left with something like that, and a lot of people don't realize that when you're, when you're meeting somebody that's got somebody with cancer, a lot of people are just hearing that word. You know, and, and then they express, oh, well, I'll pray for you and stuff like that. But they're not really understanding that cancer itself is an invisible enemy that's kind of destroying everything. You know, like it, it changes the person's dealing with its mood changes, uh, the medication changes. Uh, there's a thing called chemo brain. Uh, there's cancer brain, you know, like the moment that you like my wife is it took us eight years for her to get diagnosed with cancer finally. Uh, they didn't know what was going on with her, um, so she has got. A, um, uh, she started off with uh, Paget's of the disease, which, uh, or Paget disease of the breast, which is cancer basically in the milk duct, ducts of her breast. Uh, they tried to remove that, um, but it, it spread into her uterus and her ovaries, uh, which also spread up into her brain. And she's got a micro uh, demo mass. Um, on her pituitary gland. So when, when you're left with a thing like that and you want to do as much as you can for your wife and for your kids and stuff like that, that's what drives me to stay on for hours on end sometimes um, because I, I, I'm looking at how can I help? And the only way that I can help right now is by spreading word that, hey, you know what? When you hear somebody that's dealing with cancer, they're not just dealing with the word and they're not just dealing with the, uh, with that there, there's a whole bunch of other things that people don't understand about cancer. Um, I don't know if you know this, but overall, uh, I would say like 70% of marriages during a cancer problem don't last because one of the partners 
um, either the the partner is dealing with cancer doesn't want to put that through, put that other partner through that, or the other partner just can't deal with it anymore, you know, and they walk away. And I don't want to do that to any of my family, so I try not to. And I came up with this idea where I'm the only streamer on Twitch that has underwear. Um, it was a joke in the beginning. Okay, uh, like okay, I, I got to kind of track by track um, and explain my name. Uh, so my name came about. Um, I used to be known as Observant Client. My name came about because I was talking to my wife and I said I wanted to rebrand. And she's like, well, what do you want to name yourself? And I said, I don't know. And I got her during her um, uh, medication ses- session. So every night uh, we would give her medication. She'd get really drowsy, right, from medications. Um, and so as she was getting drowsy, I didn't know she was getting drowsy, but I asked her, I said, well, I'm going to change my name tonight, you know, but what should I change it to? And uh, she said, well, all she said in a drowsy way, she was, well, you have I guess she was like thinking about it or dreaming about it. She was half in the sleep and she's like, well, you got a big, you know what? And that's what she left me with. And she fell asleep. Like she starts snoring instantly after that. And so you leave a 45 year old dirty old man with that thought in his head. And the next morning she woke up and she's like, did you change your name? And I said, yeah. And she's like, what'd you change it to? And I said, my gun is huge. She goes, that works. And then the logo came afterwards, you know, like I, the logo completed the package, you know, like I, of course it's not about my penis. (laughs) You know, it never is. (laughs) It never was, you know, like that's, that's the origin story. Um, But it, it, it evolved, you know, it evolved. And then I started realizing that as people are real, you know, like, hey, of course, everybody bugs me and asks me how big it is. But I, that's what it, it was great marketing because huge is a relative term. So whenever pu- anybody on Twitch would bug me about it and say, well, how big are you? I'd be like, hey, I'm huge. It's already in the name of my, it's already in the name. Like, if a ant picks up a leaf, that's huge to that ant. So it doesn't matter, right? So the logo was the the big portion was, and I'm just glad that I got a designer that kind of like knew my concept. I, I wanted to make sure that I like I, I'm six foot two, 180 pounds soaking wet. You know, I don't got muscles, but in my logo, I've got muscles, and I'm holding this. <laughs> Big unrecognizable gun. Yeah, I was gonna say you look like you look like like throwback Rambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, and 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 when people ask me about it, I turn around and I tell them I look like that one hundred percent in my own head. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't in my own head. So it doesn't matter what you think, right? And I think that's what resonated with people is just my attitude on the, you know, like, um, uh, I believe that um, uh, opinions. Are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. Just some are dirt, a lot dirtier than others, you know. <laughs> so I started doing that, and I mean, I want to help out my wife in the best way, or help out my family in the best way. So I came up with this. Uh, it was a joke in the beginning. Um, one of my friends, who's uh, been a a, a f- great friend with me, um, but I've never met him. Um, I met him through streaming. Um, I've never met him, and he was like, you know, with that name, you should. You know, why don't you get yourself some underwear? And I'm like, if I could find a place to get underwear and, and put my logo on it, I would. Well, I just so happened found a place. Uh, Artware.com is a Canadian company. I'm glad I found a Canadian company. 
and they produce fantastic, like they're all handmade. And I slap my logo on the ass end of a pair of boxer briefs. It looks fantastic. And I'm trying to start a campaign where I'm, I'm doing this personally. I'm going after like all the big, you know, I don't care. I, I, I am a, a small man going after big things, but the only way that you're going to get big things is going after big things. Well, so tell me what big things, like what is, what is the end goal here? What are you trying to achieve with all this performance, all this merch, all these subs, endless hours on Twitch, playing games and entertaining people? What, what's, what are you trying to get to? I'm an entertainer. I've been an entertainer all my life. I mean, uh, I, the boob tube was my babysitter. You know, um, I watched wrestling. I, um, I'm, a, I'm a, before COVID started, I was going to go and do stand up, uh, like an open mic. Um, because I, I've had a very, very wide range of experiences in my life. And as well as I know that all comedians are usually people who have had bad things happen in their life and they turn it around. I'm the only one that you probably know that has ever been uh, broken up on the radio. Um, <laughs> at in Someone Winnipeg, broke up with you uh, on the radio? In Winnipeg, yeah, on 92 City FM. Uh, when I was 18 years old, an ex-girlfriend decided that it was a great idea to like enter a relationship. Uh, what, what the best part about that story, and, and I tell these stories all the time on my channel, and that, I think that's what helps people out, is... That like the best part about that story is I was at home sick with strep throat <laughs> and mono from the girl that broke up with me. So I get a call from Tom Gorn and Larry Updike at like five in the morning. And they're like, hey, you know, like we have this valent because my birthday is February 13th. So it's a day before Valentine's Day. And so we got this woman on here that wants to talk to you. And we had this show where we're asking people if they want to ask people out on a date or break up with people. And we have this girl on here that wants to talk to you. So she proceeded to break up with me on the radio. But I'm also, you know, like at that time, I was also doped up on like antibiotics and sicker than a dog, right? And it's five in the morning. I wake up. I listen to what she says. I hang that phone up. You know, like all I said to them was, okay. And I hung up the phone. And then you, you, you know, I went back to sleep and then you got that, like, was that a dream? Like, that just, <laughs> when did you actually know that it was real? Yeah. So I woke up and I had a college buddy because I was 18. I was a dropout. So I was 18 going to school and I had a college buddy that called me like instantly. He's like, Hey, are you going to school? And I'm like, well, what just happened? And he's like, your girlfriend just broke up with you on 92 city FM. And back in the nineties, uh, when I was going, uh, or, I think it was 90s or 80s uh, or like late 80s every school listened to that radio station you know like it was a popular radio station so of course i'm not going to go to school so i went to monty's i went to the bar because i was old enough to drink so i got a couple beers in me and um went to school that day and uh, a little bit inebriated a little bit you know half cut you know enough to control my anger i guess and I didn't say anything to this woman. You know, my friend took care of it, so reaming her out and stuff like that. The only thing I said to her was that she was the reason God invented masturbation. <laughs> and, the, you know, but those, those stories and the fact that I've been in porn and the ultimate goal for me is um, I, I, I want to make a business of making people happy. 
you know, like, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. And one of the major things I'm trying to start right now, and I'm going after celebrities myself. Um, I wrote out a nice little email. I even put it on, um, like as a ping so I can send it on their Instagrams and their Twitters is I've got a thing called Mike, or at least I'm trying anyways, is my gun is huge celebrity sit on my face challenge. <laughs> basically what I'm basically what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get celebrities to purchase one pair of my underwear. They can wear it in any way, shape or form they want. They don't have to wear it or, you know, anything, but sign them and send them back to me with a photograph so that I can go and then auction them off of my channel to cancer care society. Um, that's the plan, you know, and what it does is it allows somebody to get a autograph from a celebrity. Um, and it, it kind of helps me in a way by getting my name out there. Um, and it's going to be helping a great cause that I feel a uh, very, very digitally about because of what my wife is going through right now. Jay, where can people find out a little bit more about you? Um, you can definitely find me out on everything is under my gun is huge. It's on Twitch, www.twitch.com or .tv slash my gun is huge. Everything is my gun is huge. You type in my gun is huge, you'll find me. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing with us how you make a living. Thank you. Thank you very much. Subscribe to Making a Living Show on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. For more on the show, visit makingalivingshow.com and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Making a Living Show is produced by Next Exit Media and hosted by me, Roby Levy. Thanks for listening.